This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Welcome to the hideout of the Green Hood. I am Marion. In her arms is a fox. And this is Robin. There is something called a book of lore. If you place a drop of your blood on the page, your life story comes onto the pages. If this is in the wrong hands with powerful enough magic, that can be tampered with and information can be controlled. Why are you the people who've earned the right to this book? You get off the island in three days if you choose. You got this time to explore, you got this time to meet people and see if it's a good fit. A loud horn sounds. It's time to start the tournament. Who's gonna join? You see Marion and Hugh sitting at the head of a table beneath a canopy of trees. A shower of blossoms fall in the breeze like snow upon the ground, and in the branches above you hear the sweet song of a strange wild bird. Hugh pours bright yellow wine into a glass and holds it aloft. Here is to the health and long happiness of my cousin, the noble Lady Marion, and her beloved Robin. May our fight against tyranny and control soon have an end. Robin joins them at the table and reaches for a cup. Hear, hear! Her eyes sweep the crowd, and when they catch sight of you three, she gives you a quick wink. Turning her attention back to Marion, she asks loudly enough for those gathered to hear, Well, what do you think? Time to start the tournament? Marion's answering grin is immediate and she stands. Definitely. We have some new loot to share from our missions, as well as a grand prize for the winning team in the tournament. A wand of crystal shard plate newly created by the Swiss family. You'll get into teams of three, and we'll compete in three rounds of competition. Archery, jousting, and a relay race. Today will be the first two, with the final race tomorrow for those who make it. <laughs> with lots of eating, drinking, and merrymaking in between. Robin cuts in. Marion just looks down at Robin for a beat and then stoops down and kisses her cheek. <laughs> yes, of course, plenty of that. We have a victory over Dr. Frankenstein to celebrate. The archery contest will be first. Form your teams and meet at the range in half an hour. 
Robin here will be very excited to watch. You see Robin roll her eyes. Yes, watch. No competing this time. We all know how none of your arrows miss their targets. And you love to show off by shooting your own in the middle of others' bullseyes. Well, Robin, Hugh, Friar Tuck, and myself will judge the competition. She raises her own glass and salutes the crowd gathered, sitting back down. You three hear someone clear their throat behind you. You know, we're not going to go easy on you just because you helped save little old Felix over here. Turning around, you see Agatha with her brother and Safi in tow. We plan to wipe the floor with you three. Oh, I was planning on taking a nap. Are we, are we playing? Are you not going to enter this tournament? I, 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 I nudge Bertram and I look over at the, uh, the wand and I just say, I want that. How, are we going to split that wand in three parts? No, are you man, taking that, all of it? It's for me. It's for me. Oh, 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 okay. You, know. you, uh, you see Felix, who, like, finally, like, is all recovered, like, pipe up. I don't know about that, guys. I'm going to give it here for safety. I, I ran out of flowers to give her, and so I, I got to get her a pretty crystal wand. Isn't that right, safety? And safety, ever silent, just quickly nods her head at you. Penelope, what, what say you? Do, you? do you want to do these, these games? Why would I be on your team? There's other people here. Why should I be on this team? What the heck? Everyone assumed. Fair, fair Why point. did everyone assume? Well, I thought we were the fixers. The fi- Who the, would take you? Who would want you? All right. The, the, I was trying to nag you, and it didn't work. So, yes, we're a team. And, yes, I guess we have to win. All right. How do we win this thing, guys? What's the first event? If you're going to join in, then the very first event is going to be archery. Because this wouldn't be a Robin Hood adventure without some good old target practice. All right, so let's, uh, let's say you are at the archery contest. Now, here is a little bit of a layout of what this tournament is going to look like. This is going to be day one of the tournament. Uh, it starts off in the afternoon and we'll go through the evening. Um, and so you have round one archery and then round two will be jousting. So, and then those who make it, it's kind of like a single elimination. So it's one team pitted against the other. The team who wins moves on. Um, And so by tomorrow, it'll just be the finalists, really. Uh, So for the archery contest, lo and behold, yeah, it'll be you three versus Agatha, Felix, and Safi. Um, Perhaps maybe because Agatha, with that rush of alcohol in her system, ran straight up to the listings and made sure that... You guys were pitted against each other. She's very excited. So for archery, here's how we're going to do this. Um, It's each of you will get one shot. (gasps) One shot. Um, And you are in a little embankment and 30 feet away from you, you see the target. But you do not have to use a traditional bow and arrow. You can use whatever you want as long as you are standing behind the line at 30 feet where your team is and do not cross it. So you can make any kind of attack or use anything you'd like. Um, Your job is to hit that bullseye or get as close as possible. So the team with the most points, and so each ring on the target will be worth points, the team with the most points at the end of this wins. And so we will go back and forth. Uh, you know, a member from your team will shoot a member from their team so that it builds anticipation. All right, Bertram turns to uh, Penelope 
Pe- uh, Penelope, might I borrow Pip for one second? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was waiting. I'll give I him back in a few moments. For that. What? No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You, sir, don't have a feeling bone in your body. You're not coming near Pip. Uh, so... I'm going to have the other team shoot first uh, for the dual purpose of setting the tone so you can see what it looks like and also giving you that space of time to think, like, how will my character shoot their shot? How will they try and make it to this target? So I could throw something. I could cast a spell that definitely hits. Like, what about spells that you don't have to roll dexterity for or you don't have to roll a ranged attack for? In this case, I will make you. Okay. Do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no matter what I do, man. No matter what this you do, this is one that sucks to have roll. a Sorry, have Adam. A zero. You can't Stop get out of it this loopholes. time. Well, I just have a zero for dexterity, so. All right. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> All right. So the first one up is is going to be Safi, and she's more traditional type, so she does have. Uh, a crossbow actually on her and she's going to stand up to the posting take aim and (coughs) (coughs) oh man i just got a jalapeno popper in my throat can you imagine (coughs) (coughs) miss she's like in she's in mid you know uh aiming form right there and she just stops and slowly turns her head at you I thought I timed it to right when she was releasing. (laughs) (laughs) You can't ruffle her feathers. All right, let's see how she does. Oh, my God. It was a nat 20. Okay. All right. Safety. Kiss your crystal wand goodbye, Awen. I want that. Come on. Bullseye right in the center. And she turns back to you very slowly, Kimmy. Just kind of like, hmm. He walks back to the listing. Everything we do backfires. We should start encouraging them. And maybe (laughs) that would backfire. We're we're not good at this. (laughs) Wait, so did you, Kate, did you explain how the mechanics of rolling? Is it just like, what, how how does that work with the, with the, well, you need, you need to tell me how you're going to attack. What are you going to use? And then you and I can figure out how this would be like an attack roll. Typically, this but let's would say be I roll a, a twelve. Did, did I? Do I? Is it a bullseye or is it like a? Okay. What's a bullseye? What's so? If you roll a five and lower, you've missed the target altogether. You don't even hit anything. Six to ten is the outer ring. Eleven to fifteen, inner ring. Sixteen to twenty, the smallest ring, and twenty-one plus is a bullseye. And so each of those will have a numerical value to it. So in that case, uh, the other team just hit a bullseye and they earned four points for their team. Bertram, come on, man. Get up there. Why me? Yeah, you know. You know why. I was thinking Penny and A when she did that thing where they lean forward like they're about to step forward and then step Uh, back. So Bertram looks like he's stepping (laughs) forward. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) That's good. All right. So Bertram will step up. He's going to actually do a crossbow as well, because that's the only ranged attack he has that has proficiency, that has like at least plus two to it. So that's the best thing I got. Now, But before I just do it, before I just go up there half-cocked like Agatha did, I'm going to do some elaborate stretching, like obnoxious stretching. Oh, man. Like rolling out everything, even though it doesn't really make sense because I don't have muscles. 
But <laughs> say, still, can everyone be wincing at the creaking, scratching metal noises that are happening? <laughs> <laughs> you hear just Rob the in the background, at, make it, it stop! Just, <laughs> it just looks cool. I just do it for the look, because it looks cool when people, when they I stretch keep, like this. I like it's a big deal. Use, use my boy Lindsay, to, but he won't. You sound like a character from <laughs> what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Compliment taken. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. So I'm going to pull back, and here we go. Okay, so that was a nine. Now, the question is, is this when I use Tides of Chaos? Well, as Bertram is casting, or sorry, as Bertram is releasing his, uh, his arrow, his knocked bolt, I guess, from a crossbow, I cast Prestidigitation because I don't trust Bertram. And so as soon as the arrow <laughs> is loosed from his crossbow, <laughs> it is masked, the arrow, the bolt, uh, from the crossbow is, mo- is masked by my prestidigitation and replaced with an exact replica of the bo- of of the uh, of the bolt, and it goes in dead center, bullseye. Okay, let's see. What is the range of prestidigitation? <laughs> and what happens feet. to my original? What happened to my original arrow? Do you it's just, just it? It's just masked for a little bit until. Uh, Let's see, ten feet only. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see this where it's just like you see like a darker arrow flying out, and all of a sudden they separate. <laughs> yeah, it just goes down sadly. I tried, I tried for you, Mister Bertram. I truly did. Penny's just shaking well, her head. Well, real quick, I have tides of chaos. Yeah, should to try. I yeah. do it now or should I save it for the next? Because I I got a point, but that's not that's not great. Should I do it here or for the next one? Half a loaf is better than none. What What does that mean? <laughs> you know, like one having point, some bread consider- is better than having no bread. You got one point better than not having a point. All okay. right. There's my contribution. All right. So you got a nine. And is that before or after you added your proficiency? Yeah, I rolled a seven. So plus okay. two. So nine. So Good job, next Mr. up, Bertram, I could see that you tried. Next up, we have Felix, uh, and he kind of trots on, and he does this this little like think of in in Arrested Development, you know how they have their like uh, little dance that they do, the, <laughs> the chicken dances, yeah, cuckoo, cuckoo, like that. So he kind of does that around, you know, the cuckoo kacha, cuckoo He kind of just has that with with both of his hands on his back, and I love it. Yeah, kind of waving his head back and forth and waggling his little knobby knees as he goes oh, back and forth. A bird doing a chicken dance. Hey, don't don't laugh at him until you see what I got under my sleeve. And he thro- uh, takes out um, the this throwing knife and he points straight at the bullseye and he cocks back and lets it fly. All right, and he got <laughs> he got uh, in the outer ring as well, so he rolled an eight. All right, who's up next? Who's gonna who's gonna uh, come up next and give it a shot? Penny steps forward, puts her hands behind her back, Deep like breath. a pregnant woman. Like no, no, not <laughs> she's not arching. They're just behind her back. Think more die hard that not like this, but like think more die hard than like pregnant. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Takes a deep breath, breathes out, opens her eyes, and then does her through two throwing daggers. 
and I want to be able to roll with advantage. Why do you want to roll with advantage? There's two because I have two <laughs> knives. <laughs> two knives. You mean you want to dice. roll twice? Just because yes, you want to. That's rolling with advantage. You roll twice and you keep the best one. Yeah, I'll let you do that. Guys, it worked. Zing. Dungeons and Dragons. All right. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Rolling just a d20, right? D- well, d20. are you proficient in the throwing dagger? Um, how do I know I'm prof- proficient? It's on are your you proficient sheet. in simple weapons? Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. Yes. Okay, so you add your proficiency. All right, I'm new to this, sir. You brought this me on is, to be the newbie. I don't know. Epis- you brought me on to be like, the newbie. This is episode 15 or something. This is episode 15, but also we First take month-long breaks, throw. which is the perfect amount of That's things true. to get lost That's from true. short-term to long-term. <laughs> so right. you would, okay, for this one, we're making a long-term attack. And Adam, this might actually change your role. This is me, like, as DM, thinking on the fly. Um, you would, if you're proficient in it, you add your proficiency score, but you also need to roll an attack. And so you would add your dex modifier to that. Yep. And my dex is a big fat zero. Okay. Oh. Is that your dexterity modifier? Yes. Yeah. So you would add your you got, dexterity you and your proficiency bonus. Uh, proficiency bonus is the attack bonus? No. Proficiency bonus. Uh, give me two. Got it. Okay. I found it. Adam. Boom, no, boom, you're, good, you're good. You're good. He's giving you the thumbs up. Bullied me into being good at D&D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing to bully someone for. Hey, be good. I'm going to roll, okay? I'm going to roll. I mean, throw my knives, so. That's right. 15 and 11. So 15. I add my two. I add my dex mod and my proficiency bonus. To the attack roll. Yes. Yes. 21. All right. Because I got a four dexterity and a proficiency bonus of two. Excellent. You you hear behind you, kind of also in the stands in like the the judges box, so they have a good view of it. Like maybe they're kind of like up in a tree, so they get like a good angle looking. Marion's like, wow, she pulled out too. Did you see that? Wouldn't have thought to try that. Robin's like, maybe <laughs> we should just like double. No, we're not gonna double. There, they get the best score. We'll leave it at that. Fine. Um, and then he shouts out. To, uh, she shouts out to you, Penny. I tried. I tried. <laughs> All right, so now you guys are tied. Uh, so it's five to five right now. I just turn around to the boys and I go, you're welcome. And I walk away smugly. Oh, do we all get to throw twice? Uh, do I get to throw again? <laughs> you do when you're clever enough to realize it's an option oh, and have two right. throwing Never, knives. girl. All right, so next it is Agatha. So she actually takes uh, from behind the stand a spear and then walks right up. Backs up a few paces, rocks forward, as if she's just kind of going through these motions that's practiced. Backing up, forward, backing up, forward. And then on the third time, rocking backwards and with a mighty cry, runs forward and releases the spear. (laughs) And rolls a three. So the spear goes wildly above the thing and just keeps crashing and you hear just this far off oh my butt and then that's it <laughs> dang <laughs> sucks to suck so awen you just need to hit the hit the board or the right. target and and then we won this round 
All right. I think I can do it. I think I can. Yeah, do this it. round. You got this, Awen. All right. Awen walks up to the to the line and lets his hands down by his side and takes in a big breath again. He's doing that breathing thing again, she whispers to Bertram. Stop talking. I'm watching. I'm watching magic happen. Takes a, <laughs> another big breath. And as he takes in his breath, he pivots his hips to the side. And his arm comes back like he's doing like Tai Chi. And his arms fluidly flow forward again. Take, and he exhales on the way out. Another big breath. He moves his body to the side. And as he moves back to, back to face the target, he claps his hands together and exhales. And a icy knife flies out of his hands towards the target. Ooh. Hell yeah. And I'm going to be rolling dexterity, right? Mm-hmm. Was this shape water you're doing? It was ice knife. Or what knife. is this? Oh, oh, it's actually ice knife. Oh, awesome. I like yeah. that name. Ice knife. And what is ice it? Knife. It's knife. Knife. All right, that's a 14. So it just sails straight forward and hits right in that inner ring, and it's quiet for a quick second, and then you just hear this eruption of applause and cheering behind you from those who are watching, and you guys win the first round of archery. Yes! Bertram immediately starts bowing, not caring that his teammates carried him through the next round, (laughs) but he is... Loving it and bowing is to his heart's content. <laughs> Agatha walks over to you, Awen, and offers her feathery hand out to you um, in a gesture of goodwill and a little bit of a handshake. I, ne- I take it, I kneel, and I kiss it. Awen, you flirt. <laughs> you know me. She, she says, you know, <laughs> you know, you guys aren't that half bad at all. I mean, I've said this before, and... I'll keep saying it. We would be lucky to have you on our team. Go get him. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. Penny just yells, yes, you would. I'm sorry, Agatha. We we fought a demon whale together, but this impressed you. (laughs) I'm just saying it's, it's impressive to see you guys join in on the games and really put yourselves out there when it's so easy amongst really a bunch of strangers to just sit on the side and drink beer, eat sausage rolls, take a nap, maybe poppers and just watch. But here you are throwing yourselves in. That speaks volumes. Thank you. Something else speaking volumes is that poor lad over there who's clutching his bottom. I believe you stuck him (laughs) with your spear. Oh, yeah, I, I, I better go see about that. Billy! All right, uh, so we are now moving on to the second competition here in this tournament. Just a second, there's a cricket. I don't know if it's going to get picked up, but... Oh, it absolutely will. I'm going to try to talk when it's not fucking chirping. I don't know where it's at. Do you want me to try to find it really quick? (laughs) 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 The things you do for the podcast. Like, truly, I'm like, oh, man, it's like... I mean, if you think you can find it in like a minute, because that's absolutely going to come through, and that's going <laughs> to be terrible. Now I have to quiet, weave that into the narrative. Okay. Nightfall. Oh, do that. And the crickets chirp. <laughs> do that. 
Uh, I will let me add something so that at least like this this gives yeah. some kind of context for it. So by this time, cricket? as you, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> let me yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already got it. We said it. It's in the episode. Okay. Oh, I'm adding this just for fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so by this time, the archery contest is over. Winners and losers alike are shaking hands, and it is beginning to cool down as the night settles in, and the lights come on on the bonfires, twinkling also in the trees, and you hear the sound of crickets start to play in the background. So the next one, the next thing you guys have uh, is now the joust. So you're going to be pitted against another team for jousting. And so let me explain how this is going to go. Oh, oh, by the way, I need to like back up and say this to you before you even go to the next round. Uh, Robin kind of like bounces over to you guys uh, with a little satchel in her hand. She's like, okay, so we don't really pay people with gold here, but we do share the loot that we get. And for winning the first round, you guys get a prize, and it's not a t-shirt. Unless you want one, then we have some extras. Talk to Hugh about it. But this, this is for you guys. Even if you don't join us, you still get a prize because you won. And she hands you the satchel. Uh, and she hands it over to Awen for the, for the final awesome blow of that ice dagger, as it were. Wow. And you, you. Open up the, uh, you open up the satchel, and inside you see this figurine of a bronzed bee. So it's a bee carved into bronze. And what this is, this is a figurine of wondrous power. So a little bit about it. Um, It's a bit of a homebrew of it because uh, I wanted Mm -hmm. my own thing of it. So as a figurine of wondrous power, you can do this uh, once every five days and the effect lasts for 24 hours. Um, But what you do is you can throw this down on the ground, say the key locking word, you know, the the password that you come up with it. And what the figurine will turn into is an actual, it will summon a giant fuzzy bee. Yes. And um, I will send you guys the stats for that later. But basically you have a giant fuzzy bee friend uh, that you can summon whenever you need it. That's my bee friend right here. (laughs) Okay. We can I love giving you guys we can prizes. divvy this up later. That sounds cut it up. Really cool. now? I'll take the oh, front okay. half of the bee. It's right. the best part. Well, the I don't know. No, the stinger's the best part. I want the back. Penny already okay. has a pet a pet friend. She's trying to turn into a demon or to a fae. It's kind of sad it, though. And it is kind of sad. It's just a rat. It doesn't really do much. Yeah. But uh Awen, and you <sighs> if you want that that uh that wand so maybe that B can be for me, but we shall see. And now I'm rhyming and I cannot stop it. <laughs> Look at me. I want that B. Well, okay. I mean, all right. I hand him the B. Oh, that's all it took. All right. Thank you very much. Is that a, is that a, is that a one use and it's done or like whenever? No, it's, <sighs> you can use it once every five days. So what? you Whoa. use it and the effect lasts for 24 hours. Um, and then once the 24 hours are up, then it goes back it to being for a day? the figurine. Mm-hmm. It lasts it for a name. day. 
and it becomes right, a figurine again and you can use it again in five days so Bertram it needs a five-day charge i pocket it here we go with the the next competition here you guys Let's get on it. Uh, So this is jousting. And if you know, a typical joust is where you have a knight on a horse holding a lance and they're on either side of a low fencing. (laughs) And then they ride at one another on either side of that and they try to knock um, one another off the horse. So you usually have like a shield and then your chosen lance and you can use the shield to knock or push the uh the other lance aside or to block the blow the three of you are going to figure out your different roles each of you will play an integral part of this one member is going to call the shots they're basically the coach and the strategist the other two members one of them is going to be the mount the person who will drive the person being the spear forward So you can get creative as you want with how mount and spear looks, but your job is to race down the side of the low fencing and to try to knock the other person off of their mount. But this is where teamwork comes into play because the person calling the shots is going to have the final say on what you do, and then the other two are going to have to trust that first person enough to follow their orders even if perhaps they see something else to do. And if you disobey the first person's orders, then you are automatically disqualified. I jump on Bertram's back and I pull out my quarterstaff. Tell us what to do, Penny. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this requires someone with intelligence. And if this is my opportunity where I can say something and Penny has to follow it, then that's a good I point. I run over and I jump on Penny's back. <laughs> Penny immediately is just on the ground because she's tiny. Carry me, Penny. Uh, immediately. Also, Penny, is, Penny gets up, dusts herself off, crosses her arm, and goes like, I hate jousting. And it's just a creation of the pa- patriarchy as a way for men to compare their penises. Oh, here we it. go. You said penis. <laughs> are we? Are the, is this an explicit podcast? Should I not be cursing or saying the word penis? Curse all you want. No. Nope. Great. So, yeah, Penny looks miffed. And says, you guys figure out what you want to do. You two are more astute and more skilled in, in roughing about and getting in the dirt and roughhousing. I am better at using my brain and using my wits and my intelligence to guide others to success. Fine. I grab the staff and then I just look at Awin like, are we doing this? All right. All right, so we're saying that is Bertram the coach, and then Penny is the spear, and then Awen is the mount. Mm-hmm. Bertram, you are uh, you're here strategizing, and you're talking with them. You're trying to figure out strengths of what they can do, and as the three of you are kind of huddled together um, before time is up say you guys are given like a total span of five minutes or so you know to figure out what you're doing before it officially begins and the gong is sounded or something you look down on the opposite end of this field and you see that you are pitted against team pequod where you see millie ishmael please let ishmael be the spear (laughs) (laughs) there's no way i could stab ishmael so that's a good strategy (laughs) no you see you see millie down there who is in the coach's position and then um down on the actual 
jousting line, you see the dragonborn Queequeg um, on the shoulders of a bugbear that you had seen on the ship, um, and you had heard in passing his name was Elijah. Because I had, I didn't get to like actually play that, but like in the actual book of Moby Dick, there is a character on there who is described as a bugbear. Um, so I was like, this is just gold. Like you have this character who's already described as a bugbear, and they have a bugbear in D and D. What uh, is so- a what is a Moby Dick bugbear? I'm looking at a D and D bugbear. What's a Moby yes. Dick bugbear? Oh no, just that it's an old timey way of describing someone as like a crotchety old man. So you see this dragonborn on the shoulders of this huge-ass bugbear, and uh, Queequeg is holding uh, not a lance, but a, uh, the edge of a harpoon. So it's not in its actual like shooting thing. He's just holding the actual harpoon. So Bertram, how are you going to coach your teammates? Now, I, don't, I never am one to stoop to this level and... To resort to cheating and and dirty business, but Penelope, I know that's your bag, so maybe you could. It's true, it is. So maybe so. you could grab some dirt and hold it in your hand and throw it at them in their face to maybe blind them, like pocket sand. I have some. I have some ball bearings. You could maybe pitch them out there to trip Elijah. Hmm. Definitely. The sand, that. the sand in the face. I also, as I'm watching, I could cast minor illusion and maybe throw them off balance and 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 startle them with something. And when then when they're caught off guard, boom, Penny can hit them. I can turn into animals. What about a draft horse or maybe, Ooh. you know, like a some kind of Clydesdale? Fast Go Clydesdale. Riding horse. I could do that. Um, Clydesdale. Uh, Clydesdale, you know, they did have Clydesdales where I'm from, so for sure. So Penny, he'll be galloping majestically, I'm sure. You'll Mm -hmm. stay, just hold on to him, hold up, pull onto his hairs, not too hard. I'm sure he won't thank you for that. And then in your left hand, what is your striking hand? My right hand. Okay, spear in the right hand. Left hand, hold uh, the ball bearings. And, oh no, you you know what? I say go back to the, go back to the sand. Because, guys, go back to the sand. You can try and blind no. them. Ball bearings. I have no access to sand if I'm on a horse. I mean, you could put it in your pocket right now. But okay. All right. You like the ball bearings. You do it. Okay. Ball bearings. So when, you get, when they're getting closer, approaching, you throw that on the ground in front of them. All right. You know what? You're right. I'm going to go with sand. And she grabs some sand and puts it in her pocket right now. Okay, perfect. So that will blind them. What I'm going to do then, I'm going to cast a minor illusion, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it look like there's a hole in front of them where they're about to run into, and they're going to get and they're, and they're going to think that they're going to fall into a hole, but there's not a hole there. It's just an illusion. So I think we're going to do that. We're going to throw them off. We're going to give them a little one-two. How do you do? And they're not going to know what hit them. Okay, I love this plan, you guys. So each of you get in your positions. Uh, a when you turn into a horse yes I'm a horse okay yep. i'm a horse excellent bertram you're you're kind of like in the coaching box uh yes. penny you make sure you get up on there you get in position and mm-hmm. you are holding the spear, spear in one and hand sand and in you... the pocket 
Penny also realizes that being on a horse is where she should have been her entire life, that she is in fact a horse girl, but there's no time to explore that at this moment. But no, now we have another layer to personality. Penny is a horse girl. Excellent. So before we paint words into this, to determine how this goes, um, you guys are going to be rolling, dueling, uh, you're, you'll be having dueling roles with your counterparts on the opposing team. So Bertram will roll against Millie um, within the realm of intelligence. So you and I will have an, uh, competing intelligence roles. Um, Awen, you will roll against Elijah for athletics. And then Penny, you will roll against Queequeg for constitution. All right, so find Uh-oh. that. Uh, and so in the order that I just described it in, that's, this, is, this will help paint of, of the outcome for this. So first of all, rolling for intelligence. Bertram, how did you do? Uh, I rolled a nine on the first one. I'm going to do Tides of Chaos because it seems like the time to use it. Uh, and that was a natural one. So Ooh. nine. Okay, and Millie rolled an 11. So that Shoot. is... One success on their side. All right. Now let's go head to head with Awen uh, for athletics. So I'm going to have Elijah roll for athletics as well. 18. Versus 11. So that's Woo! a point for you guys. Yes. Okay. Carry and me, now team. We have <laughs> Constitution. Ooh, eight. Any bonuses to that? No, I already added it in. Oh, okay. Oh, I rolled a You're seven. Very, very lucky because I rolled an eight as well. So <gasps> we need to re-roll. Ooh. <gasps> All right. Roll well. Twelve. Oh. oh, damn it. I got an eight again. All right. So with that said, you guys got two to one. Good job, guys. So mounting onto Awen's back, who is now a horse and i'm guessing just you you have have you ever has penny ever uh ridden a horse before no this is why she's shocked this bareback. is where she belongs yeah so this is bareback too so she just you hop right on there and you have one hand holding this this lance and the other hand kind of loosely holding onto your pocket um where you have the loosened sand and dirt there ready um and as you you go down the line against them you see just this giant bugbear scrape his his giant paws um all against the ground snort and then run at you just bellowing as he goes and queequeg is kind of like atop his shoulders precariously also holding on to this flattened tip so it's not like a lethal thing um flattened tip of the lance and as they go you have this hole all of a sudden you see appear in front of them elijah looks down and kind of like topples a bit but keeps barreling forward because he has such momentum to him but quickway kind of from that toppling leans forward a little bit too far and does not hit. And as you throw the dust at him, he totally sneezes loudly and falls off of Elijah, um, really just with the help of that last minute bit of trickery. And you don't even need to make any any hurts, any ouchies or bruises or bumps on them. No boo-boos. No boo-boos. No hits. Huzzah. All Huzzah. right, so you advance 
to the next round on the following day. The three of you are in the finals. Real quick, I need to do a I need to do a wild magic surge since I cast uh, minor illusion. Yeah, boy. (laughs) I'm so. And that's when I roll a nineteen. Damn it. Um, so as you guys kind of do your little victory lap and, and kind of do the good game, good game, you know, on the opposite side of the posting with, with Millie, Queequeg, and Elijah, and you see Ish there, and he has his little hooked paw, and he's like, that was well done, guys, well done. And you, you round back towards Marion and Robin, and you see Marion is holding another satchel, and this time Marion hands it to you, Penny. Huzzah. She's like, well, I believe this is yours now and as you open it up you take out this whistle and it's made out of oh you look at it closely it's made out of bone and what do you do with this whistle i just immediately blow it consequences aside Mm -hmm. and it emits a high pitch that you can't really hear but over the hill you hear just this pack of hounds um baying and and Barking, and you see that it, it is a whistle that is made to summon Friar Tuck's pack of hounds, and they're barreling straight forward for you. For me? Mm-hmm. And they, Are these mine? And they round up and kind of sit at your feet, awaiting your instructions. So oh. this is a dog whistle made of bone, and um, it gives you a bonus to influence canine-like beasts, so including magical canine-like beasts, so that could be wolves or dogs, or anything else I can think of in there. Um, but after this, um, you can blow into it three times. Okay, so it has three charges to it. This was like a free use. <laughs> um, you have three charges to it. You can blow into it and summon Tuck's pack of hounds to fight for you for five rounds and even demoralize your enemies. Hey, guys, look, I got these dogs. They're ours now. They're my friends. Wait, the dogs are always here? Or they, they just like, they come and do one thing and then they run away? They come, so they'll come if you need it and, and basically the equivalent of uh, five rounds of fighting. So if you think of that, like uh, 30 seconds of fighting, or if you kind of need it there, we can make it for a little bit longer. If it's outside of fighting, we could figure that out as we go. I'm going to name you all. You're Rover. You're Martin. You're Bad News Bears. You're Good News Bears. <laughs> You're Methuselah, oh, and you, they, you're, you're Runty. They kind of just cock their head at you, like, hmm. <laughs> like, if you remember, last time, actually, they all do have names. Uh, they have names already they given to them. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I named them. <laughs> you can try. You can try, like, to continue to influence them. Um, yeah. And so with that, that is the end of the first day where you're advancing to the final rounds the following day. So... The three of you can now go and get a nice long rest. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. 
Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, your dungeon master, your master teacher, Caitlin. Uh, So I first want to say thank you so much for being here, for listening, and I truly hope that you get a kick out of this, this new arc and these new NPCs that we are bringing to life for you from the pages of yore. I'm on here also to invite you to reach out to us. You can find us on social media, both on Twitter and on Instagram. Both of them have the handle at Show. Um, and there we invite you to just say hey. You can also give us feedback and suggestions for future shows, future books or works you would like us to do, as long as they're in public domain. Um, you can even give us suggestions for some cool ideas for homebrews that you want to see tested out or even maybe even theories for what you think is going on in the background. Like, who are these green hoods? And what is this spotted hand business? You can also email us, show at gmail.com. And the last thing before we return to our episode, I also invite you to give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, really. Uh, By offering a rating and even feedback on there, giving us comments, it allows us to reach a wider audience and for people to get their eyeballs on this show and so that we can enter into the ears of more people as well. So if you have the time and the inclination, we would so appreciate that from you. Okay, that's enough of me. So let's get back to the adventure. The next morning, you exit your cabin to see the village and the trees already awake with activity. A pair of young gnomes sit against the railing opposite you, laughing and quietly talking as their small legs dangle over the edge of the planks. The greenwood is sweet as you walk along the naturalized paths, the rustling leaves bright and green, amid which little birds sing mightily. The sound of somber whistling, slightly off-key, reaches your ears before you see Robin trudging along with Marion whose bright eyes catch sight of you. She gives Robin's hand a squeeze before turning to you. Penny, you notice that the subtle shadows beneath Robin's eyes are slightly darker today, as if she didn't sleep at all, and that a gloominess permeates the air around her. Good morning, everyone. Sleep okay? Fine. Just fine. Are there any updates on... on Crusoe? Ugh. Uh, screwed. Who am I fooling? I probably look like shit. I, I, I haven't slept. We, we got a missive in last night, and we think we know where he is, but if he's where we think he is, oof, we're screwed. But I, it, it's kind of 
don't worry about it. It's, it's something that the green hoods will take care of. What? One second. And I say, and then I get to team meeting, team meeting. I say, okay, leader, I, followers, well, yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, guys, right. I think we may have information about Crusoe. She confided in me that they were really looking for uh, Frankenstein's journal in hopes of that leading to some clues to where Crusoe has been taken. Are you, so, are you serious? No, I mean. She, she confided in you. Oh. I know. Shocking, right? But she did. And I think we should take a vote on whether or not we should share this information. And I, I vote yes. I think we should. I don't think we should join them. I'm not there yet or will be ever. But I think we should help them. Yeah, yeah, I, Ro- Robin's important. son was taken by these spotted hand people. By the yes, spotted ab- hand. Yeah, abso- yeah abso- he's been kidnapped. Absolutely. She referenced it once to us, and then we forgot completely to ask her about it, which was quite rude, to be honest. But, yeah. If we don't help the Green Hoods, it sounds like we're helping the spotted hand. So, Well, that's, that's a little bit should, of an extrapolation, but we should at least give them the information so they could but, save their... Well, I mean... And they're just gonna read the book. They, they're not gonna take it. I mean, it's my it's my book. I mean, right? I mean, I, I'm sure they'd be willing to give it back. Awen doesn't Awen. want. Awen's like, I don't want to. Awen doesn't want to give the book, but he wants help, and so I guess Awen, please. I guess, I think he Awen Awen hears Penny say please, and some something inside of him is like, oh shoot. Um, and he says, well. All right, Penny. And he, he hands it over to Penny. Penny smiles and says, thank you. And then immediately turns and runs over to Robin and says, we found this um, in Frankenstein's castle as everything was burning to the ground. Um, I would like to, give, to lend this to you if it would help you find Crusoe. If you would in return give it back to us when you have finished using it, I think we, and especially Awen, would especially Yes, we need it back. It. Lend it. It's coming back to us. Lending, yeah. Marion leans in and says, you have no idea what this means to us. Thank you. And yes, of course, it's yours. We won't take it. But if we could look, you can even look over it with us. We would love to invite you into that. But if we can find anything in here about where Crusoe could be or anything with regards to where they're holding him or even just anything behind enemy lines that we can learn about, this could change the tide. You hold on to it. After the tournament, we'll take a look at it. But if you would work with us on that, that would mean the world to us. At this point, uh, so she's giving it back to Mm -hmm. Awen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Awen, Awen takes it back, and I think at this point, Awen's really impressed with this group. He's not used to, he's not used to people like this. So, I think something's be, things are beginning to change. I think inside of Awen, uh, yeah, towards towards these people. Marion continues on. She says, "So, how have you enjoyed your time here so far? You three have proven to be quite impressive working as a team." I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to enjoy oneself. After the things we've seen the past couple weeks, mm. and now, Robin, your your son Crusoe. I don't know. I'm sh- I'm sure you know the difficulties of having to celebrate while also mourn at the same time. 
I don't, I don't know how you, how you do it. What's most important is finding steadfast friends who won't abandon you. You know, when, when the oak falls in the forest, the swine run from beneath it so they won't be crushed. And in the same way, I've had friends leave me over the years as I've had my wealth and my title stripped from me, not to mention the powerful enemies I've made in this business. And Robin gesticulates energetically, punctuating her thoughts with a swipe through the air and pointing to the ground. But I keep seeing examples of human goodness and kindness, people being caring towards one another and showing empathy. That is what allows me to have energy to just keep going, just day by day. Quickly, Marion nods her assent. And when this fight against the spotted hand is over, we can return home with dignity. We come from uh, Nottingham. It's, it's... Nottingham? Yeah, Nottingham. You, you probably have heard of it. A lot of things happened, and especially since we found out more about the underhanded involvement of this spotted hand and how far it reaches, we had to leave home. We had to go into hiding. And so here we are. But why don't you guys uh, go get ready for the next part of the tournament, and we'll see how it goes. Hey, you might even win. So let's get going with the relay race, the finals, all right, the tournament. So the three of you are going to be separated for this one, and each of you will be in charge of a leg of the race. Um, so once you finish your leg, you then get it to the next person who does theirs and to the final person. Awesome. So you I need to like think this. of... These two need me. <laughs> that, that is accurate. I've, ter- I've had terrible roles so far. So you need to think of who is the brains of your group, who is the guts of your group, and who's the face? Um, so yeah, for for this, like, I just I want rapid fire. Like, who do you think is the face? Who's the guts? Uh, and who's the brains? Um, Penny oh, thinks the face. she's the yeah, brains, yeah, yeah, but she's yeah. the guts. Penny's the brains. Pretty- oh, oh, okay. I'll be the brains. I I want to be the brains. I think um, Awen is the guts. I think Birdie is the face. There we go. I like it. Yep, hundred percent. All right. So the three of you um, go to your respective places. And so we will first start, um, the first leg of the race will be the brains. And so that is at the base of the tree. So Penny, you are put into like a clearing and you see in the center of the clearing is a dark metal box with an iron lock built into each of its four sides. Each lock sports a keyhole with a sculpted image above it. Four iron keys hang from hooks on a nearby um, tree, and each key has a different number of teeth in it. So remember, Mm -hmm. the teeth in a key are like kind of the prongs that, you know, hit them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then above the keys, hanging from a sign, you see the following verse has been painted onto it. The spells on these locks are all the same, though each possesses a unique name. Count on your answer to unlock the way, but use the wrong key to your dismay. Fun fact, I'm trying out something new, actually, from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw this in there. I'm like, this will be fun to weave in. So this is a uh, skeleton key puzzle box. Oh, cool. That's really nice. That's so cool. And so, yeah, you have um, hanging on the tree 
you see four iron keys. And mm-hmm. so each of the keys um, has a creature molded in iron above it. One key is a bat. One key is a snake. Mm-hmm. One key is a spider. And one key is a wolf. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now we All right. So now puzzle. this is where you as the player can ask me questions about what you see. Great. You can, Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Now I knew that. I was just waiting to see if you knew that. So how many prongs does each key have on it? Do they all have different, they all have different numbers of prongs, correct? Yes. So one key has three prongs on it. Mm-hmm. One key has five, another has six, and another has four. All right. I was thinking the prongs would be corresponding with the amount of legs or appendages each animal has, which kind of works because wolf would have four, but a spider would have eight. So that doesn't really work then. With the bat. Oh, Man, but the letters. So bad. So, yeah, nope, it's the amount of letters in each word. So I take the three-prong key, and I put it in bat. I take the five-prong key, and I put it in snake. I put the six-prong key, and I put it in spider. And then I put the four-prong key, and I put it in wolf. You click them each one at a time. And they all open. Damn! You solved that so well! Uh, so you reach inside and you find a mug inside and you see that one of the uh, one of the hounds belonging to Friar Tuck um, is there waiting. And as soon as you pick up the mug, he trots, trots over to you and you see it's this is a Scottish deer hound. And he kind of has a little tag on him that says Fangs. So his name is Fangs. And he kind of like paws at you like as if he he's waiting for you to give him something. Oh, he's gorgeous. Here, would you please take this mug to my one of my compatriots for the next part of the race? No, he doesn't. He just he, he's not Scooby Doo. You destroyed Adam. Scooby? be. He's huge. He boops you, and then he gently takes it in his mouth, and he he's off. Um, so he winds up the tree like just on this like scaffolding um, that is like dog friendly and he makes it to the top of the tree where now we have Awen waiting for this mug so you see this like scottish deer hound bounding towards you tongue lolling out the side of his mouth and a mug there <laughs> what do you do because you don't know what's coming for you oh i uh Awen loves animals and so he bends down and just gives the dog a big old pet <laughs> well hey buddy and uh, I grab the cup. I guess I, I, I look at the I grab the cup and I look at it. So you see that as soon as you um, have this cup, all of a sudden it starts filling up with mead. And there is a note attached to the handle. And so looking at the note, it would tell you kind of what you're in charge of. And so you need um, to, this is basically a drinking contest with a ropes course through the trees. Okay, um, And so Great. your awesome. job will be to before you go through each level of the ropes course to make it back down to the ground on the other side of the tree huts, um, you need to finish that mug before you move on to kind of each checkpoint. And okay. so um, we'll, we're going to go through four checkpoints. And so you need to uh, basically drink down this mug. I feel the need, the need for mead. <laughs> By the way, what's your, what's your, constitution score my constitution is plus two and so what's the what's the large number uh, for that? 14 okay good <laughs> 
So Uh-oh. your y- the uh, the alcoholic threshold of a mug of mead um, is enough to give you one level of drunkenness for each time we Oof. do that. Okay, yeah, okay. so Great. this we're gonna have some things happen for each level of the course that you're gonna have to cool. go against. So awesome. you t- you drink down this this mug, and so you get to your first threshold of drunkenness. So this is you're you're feeling tipsy. I'm calling it. This is tipsy, cool. and so you're gonna get a, a disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. <laughs> and so oh. you look ahead of you, and it's one of those swinging um, rope bridges that you have awesome. to make it across. So you need to use um, a dexterity to cross. But um, if you have anything else that can help you, um, spells or abilities, you can also put that in there, but you will need to um, roll for dexterity with disadvantage. Okay. I don't think I'm going to do anything for this one. I'm going to roll twice. Okay. And so we're looking at a DC of eight. Okay. So with disadvantage, that's a 16 and a three. Okay. So oh, no. <laughs> so you uh you kind of well actually I want you to take ownership of your failings and not just your um yep. success as well. So tell me how could you not quite get across this this rope without falling to your death, of course. Awen's walking across the bridge and uh being an elf, his feet are proportionally large. He's a pretty pretty big guy. Um tall slender but big feet and he steps down on a weak part of the bridge and his the 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 piece of wood collapses and he falls through he is now hanging from the bridge but he is alive or at least he's like kind of uh, topsy-turvy his leg is kind of like out of the bottom of the bridge and his torso is starting to fall out and he's really kind of like grasping so Fangs, Fangs is still up there with you. So he's going to gently grab like the seat of your pants and pull backwards and get you upright. But you will, as if you're like in a race with others, you will lose a, a level of like pacing here. Okay, um, yeah. But you make it across the, the rope course. Um, sorry, you make it across the rope bridge and you come to the next platform down. And so you see the mug has filled up again. I down the... The flagon of mead, and I continue on my path. You are now happy. So you yeah. have disadvantage on perception checks, concentration checks, and all saving throws. If this were in battle, you would also gain five temporary hit points. <laughs> it's fun looking at these things. That's so, a thing. Yeah, you're bouncy. Um, so like drunk, with drunk this, strength, drunk power. I guess so. I like it. So now you see the next portion is a zip line. And so you need to, um, you can choose what you do on here, but you will need to, you'll need to roll something to be able to hold on to it. All right. Uh, I want to use acrobatics to hold on to this uh, thing. Is everything disadvantage? This is not a disadvantage because this is not a um, saving throw and this is not a dexterity um, check as well. So you're fine. That's a nat 20. That's a nat okay. 20. Mm. Ooh. How do you go down with flair? I mean, you this are happy mat, right now. You're kind of showing off. And with that, you regain that level because and your I'm DC. Yeah, your DC was 10. So you like went enough where you regained what you lost before. I love zip lines so much. And so I get onto the zip line and then I do that thing like you're on the monkey bars where you flip up and then you, you like 
put your legs in and then you hang down by your legs and you swing. <laughs> and I'm just like, look at me, guys. Hey, hey, guys, look at this. Never seen Penny, an elf you on hear it like line. high up in the trees. You hear it. You're like, what is going on? But you hear just this moving voice in the trees. <laughs> it sounds like a win. All right. Hey, and you like Bertram. you dismount from that thing with style and flair. And as you land, you look down at your mug and it's refilled. Bottoms up. So in our next level is you are now drunk. So you so have drunk. disadvantage on all non-strength ability checks. Okay. And every single saving throw possible. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. So this next part is you have to repel down a rope. Um, so you're going to have to use whatever ability check you would like uh, to then make it down the rope. It seems like it's going to be repelling is all about the all about the finesse all about the dexterity right maybe acrobatics again but i think yeah. probably just a pure dex maybe okay so this will be a uh, rolling with disadvantage that's a one yeah. that's a oh. one <laughs> yes oh my god so if you thing. if you crit miss on that one what happens oh no i'm belaying down right i'm i'm repelling yeah I feel like either I let loose the rope or I, run, I like run out of rope. Okay. So the level you're at, uh, I would say you, you kind of like run out of rope and you like drop, like plummet straight down. But at this stage, it's only 10 feet. So it's not going to like take a huge right. amount. So um, we're, <laughs> we're going to do just this simple um, 1d4. Um, which is nice because you have 10 um, extra uh, temporary hit points at this stage. So it's like, yeah. Amazing. That's one damage. Yeah, but Oh, oh you're going to roll it. Sorry. I rolled the damage for you, which was three because I got to hurt you more. Um, but that's really like you're just seven points more. Like you didn't even like feel it. You're like, Wah. Um, but you are behind. You see like uh, the you can see somebody like ahead of you still. And so you're on your last leg and that mug fills up for the last time. No, no, Harry, don't make me drink it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and I drink down, uh, I drink down the last of that uh, Halcrux potion. All right, so you are now what we would consider pissed. Um, so you are <laughs> having a disadvantage on all ability checks, um, and if you want to cast any spell, you must pass a concentration check as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for this very last part, it is a tightrope. Oh man. I'm, real quick, just for myself, I feel like I would. I see a glimmer of Awen, and he just does not look okay. I'm he is wobbly, and he is hurt. He was like, "Oh God, what, what horrors you, uh, did he just go through?" Like Bertram, a little bit. You're within range, Bertram, so like you can speak to him. I would say like that doesn't count as as metagaming as long as you stay in character. But yeah, you see him just like plummet down. Just you see him drop like poof right there. <laughs> And then he kind of, he shakily gets up and then looks down at his hand and you see the mug he's holding and then he grimaces and then downs it and then looks up at you. Mr. Bertram, it's going to be okay, Mr. Bertram. I'm going to go across the rope. Son, people are watching you. Okay, I'm, I'm, okay. And And then I start to walk across. I guess that's dexterity, right? With disadvantage. That's a 13. And 
A 21. Okay, you make it across. Somehow, somehow you just inch across and then you are just like seconds behind the other guy. So he makes it to you, Bertram, and you are now the face. And your job as this final thing is you need to play charades. You need to get your now drunk teammate to guess... Oh, okay. four words. And so I'll be <laughs> I able have to, have to my private drunk? message where's, you. Where's Penny? Penny, will, Penny needs to start booking it to make it to you. Um, so if uh, Penny, do you that? see this happening? Oh, Penny, yeah. there you are. Oh, thank God. Oh, um, she's not there yet. Oh, damn it. So Adam, drunk. I'm going to private message you um, oh, sweet. four words, and then you need to figure out how Bertram will act that out um, in such a way so that Awen and then eventually Penny when she gets there to guess each of these words. So let me, let me private message you. You can do them in any order you want. You got all uh, slips of paper um, and there's one slip of paper in a different color and that's optional, but you get bonus points from it. What, am I there yet or no? I'm going to have you uh, roll dexterity for me um, or Great. athletics or acrobatics. I- actually, she could use acrobatics to get there. Um, great. So I'm good at that. If you can beat a DC of 20 for this first one, you get there. No. Okay. So you're still no. running. Oh, okay. cool. Okay, Sorry, so. Miss, come on, Mr. Bertram. Show okay, me so what for the you first got. One, for the first one, he would turn to the side it, and he would kind of punch side. over and then punch he would him. take his arms and, and flap them and kind of like oh, show yeah. them growing out of his back. And would try yeah. and like fly with them. You go fly, flying. Are you some kind of mm, some kind of pterodactyl bat man? And with both his thumbs, he's pointing Wings. back to ding 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 ding. You okay. hear a a, a well bell done. sound, so you got one down. Um, okay, the penny roll your uh, chosen. I'm not very fast. I rolled a nine. Okay, you're total. still working your way up. Sorry, y'all. No, you're good. For the second one, I would. Uh, can I can I t- can I go up to Awen and touch him? Yes. So I would go up to Awen, and I would grab. Um, I'm trying not to say the word. It's so hard when I would grab this thing. I would go up to. I would run up to Awen, and on his pants, and where a person might put objects or their hands on the side of their pants, that opening, I I. Jiggle that part of his pants. Why are you jiggling to me? And then I pantomime like something going in and out you of gotta, his pants. You gotta put something into my pocket, Mrs. Bertram. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, you hear another uh, round, so now you have two down. Penny, go ahead and roll. All right, y'all. Here's this is open. great. 20. Yep, that tie goes to the runner. So Penny <laughs> just like comes up and she's finally oh, there. Oh, man. And I start doing Penny. little like, cheers that... Penny shows up. <laughs> um, the dogs okay. kept swarming me. I just couldn't get past. They're so big. Dirty dogs. Sorry, guys. Dirty dogs. <sighs> okay, so um, what are we doing? Can I can I talk or can I not talk at all? Yeah, you can. You can talk. You just can't give verbal. I'm doing. Clues. I'm doing charades. Uh, you know what charades are? Yes. Okay, so I'm charade, acting out things. A charade A1's, is when you do something that's fake. Charade. Correct. And you need to guess what I'm doing. A one has guessed two. Okay. Already, even though he's very, very, very drunk. And so I need you. He can't hold his liquor, that one. He's not good with his liquor. All right. Okay. Just go. Next next one. 
I would kind of hunch down. I would point to one of my my legs. I would point to one of my. Uh, Do you have a crick in your back, Bernie? What's going scrap, on? Scrap I would, metal. I would. I would. Uh, Rusty. Rub, I, I would point to Creaky. my Oil. shin, Ancient. my leg, and I would like. Oil, I would shake my head like Busted. no, no, and Screws. then point to my leg, and then I would Bolts. kind of close my eyes and look all crotchety, and I would pantomime holding a wheel. And like pointing and kind of would would rock as I'm as I again I'm pointing at my leg and saying Herman the boat and I was like close you're close peg leg Ahab ding 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 you got one okay so one more and you get an automatic win this and and you said Uh. and you said boat earlier that that's okay very close and then I would pantomime again kind of like swaying on water sailboat. Rowboat. Row I would just say boat. Um, boats and hoes. Tugboat. <laughs> you guys are just you're worse than like Bubba Gump, where you're just saying a boat with like all the words attached to it. <laughs> a ship. ship. Ding 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 ding. Oh. All right, and all of a sudden you see <laughs> it's just you said like, a boat. <laughs> you see like a uh, leaf confetti just like fall down. A bunch of people are just cheering and clapping for you. And Marion and Robin are just beaming so widely, clapping her hands together. Marion smiles. You have shown excellent teamwork and care for one another. Attributes that we value highly here. Not just Robin and myself, but also Agatha, Felix, Safi, Tuck, even Hugh. A vow that you show yourselves to be noble characters with great capacity for growth. Oh, and by the way, this is yours. And she hands over to you, uh, Awen, this gleaming wand. <gasps> I got the wand. I don't know if I should be operating heavy machinery with this right now with eyes with the wand. Can you don't trust stick him that, with that Awen. right now. <laughs> So she hands you this gleaming wand made of metal with vine-like growth starting from the base. A circle is also woven down there, easily put so that a single finger can fit through. Um, And as you go halfway up the length of this wand, you see along the vine work a crystal inside of another circle. And the vines continue upward to end with the point of a large, beautiful, clear crystal. And handing it to you, and she's like, be careful with this. Maybe actually I should hand it to I, one of I, your... I whip it out of her hand and I say, Oh my gosh. Mr. Bertram, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo! And I, I pointed at, I pointed, I pointed at Bertram and I blast whatever it is. I just blast Mr. Bertram. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Okay, well... Starting from his feet up to uh, up awesome. to his shoulders, you see you see this cr- this crystal um, start to form, and it takes shape as armor over his form, and so he, you see this crystalline armor, and it's pretty cool. So this is something that um, if you touch a <laughs> so what for this happening? wand of crystalline armor, Birdie you, Bot, you look good. If you, I've if never you felt touch a willing fancier. creature. Would you guys calm down and let me finish this? You're getting way too crazy. 
You had us get in character. You're getting in the way of our improving. <laughs> I'm trying to tell the audience what you have. Uh, <laughs> anyways, you touch somebody with this and gleaming crystal armor will cover them completely and it adds three to their AC. Um, after two hours, the armor will disappear. Um, but a cool thing is in... In battle, if you take damage, the suit will react by spraying shards of crystal at the attacker for 2d4 piercing damage. Um, and if an enemy makes a melee attack and crit misses against this, their weapon will shatter against the crystal suit. That's so cool. Legit. But yeah, so now, Bertram, you have crystal armor on. Behold Bertram in his true form. <laughs> I will never go back. Oh, God. Erwin, what did you do? Well, <laughs> Come on, it's pretty good. You gave him armor, but somehow his head is bigger? Well, <laughs> it's his true head size, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey, what, with, the, with the mechanics of this wand, how often, how often can you use it? How does that work? This wand has a total of four charges. So you just use <laughs> one does, of the four charges. Just use one? <laughs> <laughs> oh... Um, so anyways, Marion just kind of chuckles to herself and she's like, more than anything, we've had a chance to watch you, watch how you have been around one another, how you've interacted with people here. We've invited you in and we would like to extend that invitation to you. We would like to invite you to all that is ours and to share in that. What say you three? Asks Robin. Will you be part of the Green Hoods? Will you help our cause? Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. I'm so drunk still. And I pat, I pat Awen on the shoulders and I'm like, I won't speak for everyone, but I know that I want to see where this road goes. And I want to, if you're on the side of good and fighting evil and forming a family together that loves one another and helps others, then, then yes, I would, I would like to join. I have been burned very badly in the past by group organization and bad leadership. It would go against my better nature to the, just immediately pledge away the next season of our lives to this cause. But I made a promise that I would help you find your son. So if my two friends are all right with it, I, which they should be because I am in charge and I make the final decisions for us, like in all good uh, democracies. Excuse me, um, do you see me in this crystal armor? Yeah, I can't. You're too shiny. Back up. You should back up. <laughs> but I would like to do a trial period where we help you. If that goes well, if we see that this is a good fit, I will then lead a vote amongst my fellow team members, and then we will consider your offer. What say you? So be it, says Marion. And all of a sudden, a glowing circle shines in the grass around each of you. And before you can examine it closely, three tents shoot up from the outline of each individual circle, cutting you off from one another and trapping you inside. Penny, inside your tent, you begin to look frantically around. You see no friends, only a tented room with two simple wooden chairs facing one another. Rushing to the side, you grasp at the fabric, clawing, grasping, 
pulling in the hopes of making it back to your friends. Behind you, you hear a rustling, and you turn to see Marion enter. She calmly sits, folding her hands in her lap, and piercing you with her gaze. Leaning forward, she gestures for you to join her. Let's begin. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. If you love actual plays D&D, Hades, or Greek mythology and improv, be sure to check out Rogue Runners Volume 1 in the Blood to follow the adventures of Alexander the Great, King of Macedon, and Drunk Paladin. Oh, sorry. I guess now I'm... Alexander the Grump. Rolf, part-time sorcerer, full-time boomer. Is it a sex thing? It was a sex thing! Arete, stealthy rogue and even thirstier mobster. Mm, have you bathed and brought to my tent? And Annie, legendary bard and chocolate milk fanatic. <laughs> Together, these four wretched shades will battle their way out of hell for another chance at life, with a little help and hindrance from gods and monsters alike. Word of advice when you're opening up these things, you're supposed to say, Olympus, I accept this message, in some really serious voice. Take your place among the living again. Your tactics are adept, if too elegant for my tastes. My dear, saying no is never a crime. <laughs> You hit like a philistine. You're not getting out of here alive, wretches. A pinky promise? A double pinky promise. When you die, you'll have to tell me all about it. Rogue Runners, an actual play audio drama made during the pandemic, all while maintaining proper social distancing. And I'll follow at a six-foot distance. How about a five-foot distance for D&D purposes? Sure. <laughs> okay. Ah!